Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this special Thursday morning wish edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. We didn't put out a show on Wednesday. Somebody said we were going to put out three days of wish uh, reviews. We are going to. We just uh, skipped a day. We're going to do two tonight. So uh, That's right, because we went out to do trivia last night. It was so late when we got back. Somebody couldn't handle a 9.30, quarter to 10 No, not, af- not after a drink. No, I was done. Yeah, so uh, you'll be getting two episodes today. Yeah. All right, so um, in this uh, part of the series, we're going to talk about um, the entertainment on the Disney Wish. Well, that's what we're going to start with. Um so, first of all, they always have the shows in the big theater. Um, it's the Walt Disney Theater, as it is on the other ships. And we saw two of the main Broadway-style shows. That's right. Um, what were they? They were Seize the Day. Seize the Day, which starred Goofy. And Little Mermaid. Right. Little Mermaid was on night three. Uh, Seize the Day was on day one. There's supposed to be a third show, which was not ready for our sailing, which is a new version of Aladdin. That was available on the sailing after hours, so they got to see it, but we did not. Um, and right, as Cheryl mentioned, you know, this goes on at the Walt Disney Theater. This is a Broadway-style theater at the front of the ship. Uh, and the theater is big enough that decks two and three are the main seating, and then they have a balcony on deck four. Yes, we sat in the balcony. Yes, we did. For uh, for both for all the shows we saw, we saw three. We ended up going there three times. They also had a juggler that was there. They did. Um, so we went that night for for that as well. And we always sat in the same area. There was a good amount of seating for the juggler. wasn't super packed. Um, I don't. Maybe we got there early enough that I didn't notice that seize the day was crazy. Um, but the Little Mermaid show was Jam-packed. standing room only, and they they were turning people away. Uh, so if you are going on one of these cruises, you need to get there at least 15 minutes ahead of time. Cause if you're walking in five minutes before you're not finding seats, especially not for more than two people. Right. And the ship, which holds about 4,000 guests, the theater is designed to hold half of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, half of that at a time. So, uh, while the first dining is being, uh, seated, mm-hmm. uh, the second dining group goes in for the play. So. You know, unless people were skipping meals, I don't know why we had the seating issue. I don't issue. think it fits that many. I don't think it fits 2,000 people. Well, that's the whole point of the design. It's the whole reason for splitting mm, it. I'm going to disagree there. Okay. We'll have to look that up later. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> well, it's a, there's facts. It's not an agree to disagree. It's a look it up and find out what's right. But I'll be right. <laughs> You're not actually usually right in these cases. You say it holds 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I say it holds no more than 1,500. Okay. All right. We'll look it up later and we'll get back to you guys. All right. Um, but what did you think of the Seize the Day show, which was the first one? So Seize the Day is is kind of their, you know, welcome to the ship show. It replaced uh, the Golden Mickeys, which is a favorite of mine on some of the other ships. Um, I thought it lacked direction. It did, didn't seem cohesive. I loved it. Okay. It was nice and short. It wasn't a super long thing. You didn't have to sit there for a long time. Um, there was performances by... You know, your favorite princesses, mm-hmm. my favorite princesses, all the favorite princesses. Um, You're my favorite princess. <laughs> Meridia was the only one that wasn't great. Merida? Merida. Merida. I wasn't going to call her Meridia. Uh, Merida. She wasn't great, but everybody else was was terrific. Their voices okay. were fabulous. And I just, I liked it. And it was different. I'm so sick of the Golden Mickeys. Okay. Um, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. I I didn't enjoy it that much they changed the pacing and and speed on some of the songs um i it just it didn't 
hit me right. I know Lily didn't like it either. I agree. It wasn't great. Um, part of the problem was, as the story was going along, she loses her voice. Right. What is there to a Broadway-style show when the main character loses her voice? Right. It's it's hard. It's a lot of, like, pantomime. And, you know, these are it's a big theater. You can't even really see what's going on well. You know, you have somebody's head in front of you. Um, right. it, it really didn't lend itself to... Uh, to that kind of a show. Their voices were great. I just didn't oh, yeah. like I just didn't like this adaptation. Right. Yeah, no, it was their voices were fantastic. It wasn't the uh it wasn't the quality of the performing that was an issue. Um but no, didn't love that one either. And then we had the juggler. He was very good. He was from yes. what America's, America's Got Talent. He, like one of the earlier seasons of America's Got Talent. He was yeah. a finalist. Um and and he was good. And he also ended up performing another night, an adults only show the following night. Which was our last the last night of our cruise. Right, in uh Luna, which is a, an yeah. adult club we'll talk about in a bit. I did not make it to that. You did not. It was oh well, we had to pack and everything and it was late and we had to get the room in order. So uh, Tony and the kids went and saw that and See, I it doesn't matter behind. if we're recording a podcast or trying to catch a juggler. If it's late, yeah. if it's after nine thirty, it. Cheryl doesn't That's make it. it. I check out. Yeah. All right. Um, so the other type of entertainment that they have in the theaters is movies. So they have two movie theaters on The Wish, which is quite a different approach than they have on their other ships. It is. And they're much smaller. Uh, the other ships, um, the Magic and Wonder, I believe the theater seats about 270. Sounds about right. And on the Dream and Fantasy, the theater seats about uh, 400. Um, on The Wish, they have two theaters. Mm-hmm. Both of them seat uh, 89, 90 people. Yeah. Very and that's, small. And that's being generous because, you know, 89, 90 people, you're talking about everyone without skipping a seat. Right. But nobody goes in the movies and doesn't skip a seat. Right. So there's huge spaces between people. You know, there's three spaces. There's one space. You know, some of them are very much in the front. You know, it's not where people want to sit. So I'd say you're probably putting 50 people right. on average in there comfortably. And the, the tough thing is on some of the other ships, you know, I'm used to walking into a movie, you know, Thor Love and Thunder started 15 minutes earlier. I know there's a fight scene I want to see. I'll go up and get a piece of pizza and a soda and walk back down to the theater, walk in, sit down for a fight scene and leave. You can't really do that in these new theaters because they're so small and A, you've got to find a seat um, B, you know, you've got to try to get through. There's only like four or five rows, so you're right. pushing past people. Yeah. Um, so it, it just didn't make it, you know, easily available for like a pop-in moment. I actually like it. I thought going in, it wasn't going to work out. Um, but I think it works. You know, anytime you go into one of the big theaters on the other ships, um, the seating is very shallow. So there's like no room for your knees. Right. There's definitely no room to get past people. Um, if they're already sitting, you have to make them stand up if you want mm-hmm. to. So yeah, you can usually like pop in and find a spot, but you're like sliding in like toward the front because if everyone's sitting on the ends, right. you know, you can't, you can't get in. Um, and it's always empty. There's never anyone in there. You know, it's a huge theater for, you know, 400 people and there's maybe 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this approach is a good way to go. I think that like on these early sailings, you might see more people in the theaters because everyone just like wants to, you know, check it out and right. see all the things and do all the things. But, um, I think it's going to work. And the other, the nice thing that they did was they stagger their movies by 15 minutes. Right. So if Thor was playing in the Wonderland theater, 
at 5 o'clock, it was then playing in the Neverland Theater at 5.15. So if you went to go into the 5 o'clock show and there really wasn't good seating because you got there, you know, five minutes early, um, you could just decide, okay, I'm going to wait 20 minutes for the next movie and walk over to the other theater. Now, if you were getting there for the 5.15 show, that's it. Like, there's nothing else right after that. You have to wait for the, you know, you have to wait two or three hours for the next show. But um, anyway, I liked how they did that. And you know my favorite part of the show. The popcorn? The popcorn. (laughs) So as always, um, as has been the case for, what, the past seven or eight years now, uh, they are popping popcorn right on board the ship. Uh, And for the movie theaters and the Walt Disney Theater, uh, you can get it from Luna's Libations, uh, which is a uh, snack counter. Uh, They do serve drinks and soft drinks and alcoholic drinks as well. Uh, And then if you're going to the Walt Disney Theater for the Broadway-style shows, you can stop at Preludes, uh, which are located down on deck number three. Okay. All right, so that's the movies. Um, There's one other place you can watch movies. And that's, uh, that's it. Funnel Vision. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Much improved from yeah. the other ships. The quality is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that is up on the pool deck. Uh, and you can watch it uh, from decks 11 and 12, I guess, and 13 as well, if you've got a seat there. Um, it's on the back of the uh, rear funnel. Video quality is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they play classic Disney movies up there all day. Yeah. Uh, we watched Pirates of the Caribbean, Inside Out. Um, I think at one point they played like Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to get your classic Disney movies up there. Um, you know, the the Minnie and Mickey's pool. Oh, I saw Zootopia. You saw Zootopia, yeah. Uh, you can sit there and, and watch in the water. So there's a number of pools that you can sit in and watch the movie from. Uh, but I think one of the big changes on this ship is the center deck section um, is all chairs now. And it's not a section that is pool normally and then has to be covered up. So they've added um, a, a seating section that's permanent there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's nice to have those those permanent chairs. Uh, and one section I, I know we didn't talk about for entertainment because it's not in our notes, um, but the sail away party happens there. Yes. And uh, they have Mickey's pool and Minnie's pool. And those two pools actually have the covers that roll out and make a stage uh, and that's where the stage show takes place. It's also where the Pirates' Night uh, stage show which takes place. Which we also don't have in our notes. But, notes. So we should talk about that. Um, so, yeah, there's a Pirate Night on this cruise. Uh, I think we might have mentioned when we were talking about the um, restaurants that, you know, they didn't give the bandanas out. And it didn't seem as really pirate-themed. That whole night just didn't seem as pirate-themed. Um, but when you went up to the show for the, you know, in the fireworks, um they changed the show completely, and it was a lot of, uh, what, 80s music? 80s, 80s themed, So 80s good. Style. Just really, really, you know, the performers were great, and the music was great. I really enjoyed it. And it was a live rock band. Yes. You know, normally it's pre-recorded music with skits. Uh, this was a live rock band, uh, and it was fronted by uh, Captain Red, who is yes. uh, uh, one of the new pirates. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the, the story was good. You know, once again... We cruise a lot. We've seen the Pirates Night show, uh, you know, multiple times. This is a new pirate show. So I, I hope it gets rolled out across the fleet. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was, it's, I feel like it has staying power, you know, because they're, they're older songs. So they're established songs. It's not like they're going to get old. They're already old. Right. Um, and they're not originals. So mm-hmm. it's stuff that people know and like and you can sing along with um, versus, you know, a lot of times the 
made up songs that they have. It's, you know, they might sound good the first time, but they get old quickly. Uh, So yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah. And of course it ends with fireworks. Yes. And Disney is once again, the only fire, uh, ship, uh, cruising, uh, cruise line that has fireworks at sea. Is that still true? It is. Okay. There was another cruise line that was doing it. So Disney was the first to Mm -hmm. do it at sea. Now they're back to being the only offering fireworks at sea. Okay. All right. Um, so then let's talk a little bit about the recreation options available on the ship. Uh, something very new is the Hero Zone, uh, which is replacing the basketball courts, ping pong mm-hmm. table that they used to have out on the open decks. Right. So some of the other ships have had a, a basketball court, ping pong tables, and on the Dream and Fantasy, a little mini golf course. Right. Um, but that is, and, and those were all outdoors up on the pool decks. Those have been replaced now by a new inside section on deck 13 called the Hero Zone. Uh, and that is uh, a basketball court normally. The court, the, the, the nets do fold up, uh, backboards fold up so they can do some other stuff in there like uh, the Increda course, which mm-hmm. is an inflatable obstacle course that yeah. we did. Yeah. They also do, this is the new location of the baby races. Yep. The baby races used to be done in the lobby, but they've moved those up to the Hero Zone. Uh, I always bet on the uh, the fattest baby to win, <laughs> and I, I always lose. So the setup there in the Hero Zone, it's a big open area like a basketball court would be. Um, and then there's stairs to go up. So there is like a balcony area that um, surrounds three sides of the um, big open space. And up there they have uh, foosball tables and air, air, air hockey. hockey. Um, and then just some little like beanbag type seating um, it's just nice to be able to go up there and watch what's going on below, especially when they're doing the Increda course. And you know what they have up there? What? They also have another high-definition video screen in there. Oh. But uh, when we were there, we it was, just, it it was advertising the Increda course. Right, right. Uh, so I don't know if maybe they do kids programming up there. Maybe they'll stream some stuff. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, they also have uh, ping pong. There's right. a whole ping pong table section. And that's, but that's a, a separate sort of little room off of the main downstairs yes. area. Yeah. They had ping pong. Yes. With some very nice views. So that is a, that is a nice addition. Yes. I think as far as, you know, things we like, things we don't like about the new ship, that's definitely um, a plus for the wish is having this, you know, inside area because you can't, you know, trying to go up, top decks and try to play ping pong the wind is taking it the even the um mini golf a lot of times like you know you're out it's you're out at sea the wind picks up and you can't even stand out there it's blowing you over so uh this is this is great i mean there's no mini golf in there but i i liked it a lot i thought it was a good addition agreed all right um other entertainment that they had on the ship the typical things that they would normally have the sort of learn to draw type things um which I used think, to be a lot better. Yeah, you said you went. You went to one, right? Uh, I, I, I with did with the girls, uh, and they've gone to um, a video. It used to be that somebody from the activities team was teaching you how to draw, and right. they were the instructor. Um, but now they're going to these little video clips that you know. There's a video segment of an artist tr- teaching you how to do it, and it's still facilitated by the activities team. Um, but it's it's not. I don't know. It, it loses a bit to me when you're just watching. You know, I could watch the video on YouTube. Right. I, I, where's that interaction of somebody sitting in front of me and drawing it? You, right. you don't really see that. So uh, Yeah. And I saw a lot of uh, family crafts on the um, uh, agenda. Navigator. The Navigator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, uh, it's all digital. It's all on your phone now. Um, but yeah, so there was like some craft stuff. I didn't see any 
towel folding, which I thought was kind of interesting. They didn't have the learn to cook that they used to sometimes mm-hmm. have. Now, these are all things that I've noticed since COVID that have been taken away. And we've cruised a lot since COVID. And the ships are very empty. Um, and so I attribute the lack of some of this entertainment that used to be there um, because there just aren't as many people in the ship. You can't have the same offerings. Well, this ship was full. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have these offerings. They right. still didn't have a lot of those things that they used to have on the other ships that had gone by the wayside with COVID. So that, from an entertainment standpoint, very disappointing. Um, the other thing that was a major problem for us was the like game space. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you go on a cruise, whether it's Disney um, pre-COVID or really any other ship – Sometimes they have like a library or they just have like a game room. The pub usually has um, some sort of games. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have cards. They have board games. Well, that went away during COVID. If you went into the pub um, and asked for games, they said, no, you know, we don't have them anymore, you know, right now because of, uh, because of COVID. Um, they had nothing. There were no, there was nowhere you could go to get a game to play, um, no place you could sit and play a game, no cards. Uh, they didn't even sell cards anywhere if you were, um, if you were docked because mm-hmm. they can't, the shops can't be open. Right. You couldn't go to the bar, like a lot of places, um, if you're vacationing, if you go to the bar, a lot of times they have cards that you can buy. They did not. Uh, the only cards we found were when the shops finally opened up. We bought, uh, we bought cards. We needed two decks because we played Pinochle. $13 a piece. And they were the worst quality cards I've ever used. Um, so that's really disappointing to me that there's no excuse for not having games right. available. It's the cheapest, simplest, easy thing to do. Um, so, I don't know. Disney's listening. You need right. to add that in. And for people who are cruising, try to remember your cards. Try to remember your travel games if you're especially traveling with family and you just kind of want that family time where you're just going to find a little corner and hang out and play your games. Right. Um, so that's that. And I'll tell you the last section of, of entertainment for me, I I'm entertained by walking and, and that's kind of like entertainment and recreation. Right. Um, this ship definitely lacked a traditional walking deck. It did. Uh, they do have a path. Uh, it's called, uh, so on the other ships, they all have the running deck and it's usually on deck four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they have now, uh, beginning on deck four, is the shipside promenade, uh, which does not circle the entirety of deck four. It goes back to about the mid, just past midships. Um, and then when you get to the forward elevator bank, you have to walk up steps to go to the shipside promenade of deck four. And then as you get closer to the bow of the ship, you have to walk up more steps to go to the shipside promenade on deck five. So if you're a jogger or a runner, in order to go on the shipside promenade, you've got to go up two different decks, which is two different flights of stairs. And then when you get to the rear of the ship, you actually have to cut through the interior of the ship right. and go through four sets of, of doors to cross to the back to the other side. And worse yet, half of the time, a set of stairs would be closed. Right. You weren't allowed to go. So you, you had this tiny little area that you, you could walk. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of complaints about that with the wish. We're definitely not the first people to say it. Uh, I can guarantee you that the next ship that they have will have their walking, jogging, uh, deck back because people are not happy about this. That's going to be awful tough to do that because, uh, you know, you've got census spa on deck five and deck four has been reconfigured so that you can't even make it around the entire ship. 
Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to figure something out. People so, are not happy. Yeah, they're not. All right. So that's uh, that's it for entertainment. Um, let's move on to the bars and lounges, which is entertainment for some other people. That's right, different kind of entertainment. Um, yeah. So moving right from entertainment, um, Luna was uh, sort of a bar multi-purpose. Room, yeah, I'd say. multi-purpose. It had it had two levels. You had the main stage area, and then there was sort of a balcony type area up top, which was cool because if there was something going on and you were up a deck, you could hear what was going on. You could sort of you right. know pop in and look over and and see. Um, we didn't mention during our entertainment section that we actually did see one other performer. Um, there was a musician. Michelle Knight, who yep. was a Disney performer who actually made it to Broadway. Uh, and uh, she performed just a, a medley of, of songs uh, from Disney. And uh, she was good. She was good. Yeah. So we saw her in Luna. That was uh, that was a family, you know, a, a family mm-hmm. thing. Um, on one of the nights, on the night that we didn't have the, you know, not the Little Mermaid night, not the right. Seize the Day night, not the Juggler night, the fourth night, um, she was in there. And then, did you go see her at the adult only? I did not. Okay, but she did perform again in Luna, and Correct. that was for adults only. Correct. And Luna is on decks four, <laughs> and uh, as Cheryl mentioned, there's a balcony that is on deck five. Uh, and that's the space where they do bingo. Uh, a little tough, uh, you know... So the Disney ships, and and I hate to say the traditional Disney ships or what we're historically used to, you've always got the club where they do bingo. It's where they do meet your mate. It's where they do the dance shows. Right. You know, it's where they do the karaoke. Uh, and they've transitioned this all into Luna. So if you're going to watch one of these shows and you want to participate, well, you can't get from inside the club. You can't get from the balcony down to the main floor. Right. Unless you actually leave, go down a hallway, find a stairwell, go down the stairwell and go back into Luna. Right. So it, it, it doesn't really lend itself well to traveling up and down within the club. It's fine if you know that um, because there are plenty of people who are going to go to match your mate and don't want to do any kind of participating. You know, you're right. just, you're just watching it and that's fine. Um, but if you want to be participating, you need to know that you need to be down on the floor. So the other um, big lounge that's talked about a lot is the Hyperspace Lounge. Yes. Um, It's not easy to get into. It's not. That is on deck three, and that actually requires a reservation. Uh, When you read through the promotional material for The Wish, it tells you that each day you should go down and try to get a reservation for the following, you know, for that evening after dinner. It doesn't work that way. No. The minute you get to the port and you get on the ship's Wi-Fi, uh, reservations open. And by the time we got reservations or tried to get reservations, uh, they were sold out. So, you know, you just have to be aware of that. Yeah, there were glitches with their system. Um, the reservations had to be made through their app. It kept letting you choose a time but then not processing. And by the time we got over to guest services that like late that night, uh, they said, oh, well, they're all gone. And actually, we did stop by even. There was a girl. Um, outside the entrance. Outside the entrance. And so we stopped by to make reservations with her. And she said, oh, she couldn't do reservations. You had to do it on the app or guest services. Uh, we told her we, we wasn't actually, working on the she, app. Actually, she told us to come back at 5. And, and then we she got yeah. back at 10 after 5. And she said, oh, we're, 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 there's no availability for the remainder of the cruise. Right. So it was ridiculous. Um, but, you know, come to find out, we ended up um, – you talked to guest services. Mm-hmm. They did end up finding a time for us. It wasn't a very good time. What was it, 2.30? It was like 2.30 on our castaway It was on day. our castaway key day. So we really had to cut our castaway key day short um, to, to go. And I'm glad we did. I mean, it, we had 
we got out there early to Castaway Key. It was really, really hot. I mean, you know, it's August. So it was fine that we came in when we did. Um, but hearing from other people after the cruise, we could have gotten in. Mm-hmm. If you just stopped by, I mean, when we were in there, there were seats open. Right. Uh, so if you had been stopping by, I feel like you could have gotten in. And people and they, that I talked to did say, yeah. oh, we stopped by and we got in. They tell you that because when, when I said, you know, when they told me there were no reservations op- available, uh, they said you can always stop by for uh, cancellations. Yeah. Now it's a 45-minute scheduled visit. Uh, and, you know, they happen – Every 40, they, they clear the restaurant every 45 minutes. So it's not like you have to sit around waiting for reservations. At 2.15, it's a check-in time. And then at 3 o'clock is the next check-in time. Really? Mm-hmm. It didn't feel that way because there were people coming in during, like, it's not like we all sat down together. There were people, like, coming in during the thing. Um, and, I don't, so, and I don't know how quickly they're really going to rush people out of there. You don't need more than 45 minutes. Right. There's nothing to do. Right. A, a lot of people have said that the hyperspace lounge is better than Oga's Cantina. I disagree. In Disney World. Oga's Cantina at least has snacks. He was very upset that he could not get a food item. Yeah, they only have drinks here. They do have a couple of non-alcoholic options. Uh, the coolest thing was that the ship jumps to hyperspace. You know, the lounge jumps to hyperspace while you're in there. And they do have multiple Star Wars scenes outside of different planets. Uh, so seeing that was very cool. And of course, the theming, you know, the is, theming is top The theming of notch. it in general, yes. Right. But they didn't have... None of the servers weren't, like, dressed um, in any kind of, right. like, special clothing, really. I mean, I guess they had, like, their uniforms that they wore, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't anything special. They didn't, like, act at all. Right. So when you go to Olga's, they they act for you. Right. Um, when you're – if you ask you where something is, they'll say, you know, it's no, off-planet, off planet, like, right. that kind of thing. Um, they're very much in, in the theme where they're not like that at all mm-hmm. at Hyperspace Lounge. So definitely – Fun to see, but I think that, you know, cruises going forward, you know, when you start like six months from now, I don't think there's going to be this crazy huge demand for it. I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal. Um, The drinks, they only had two non-alcoholic drinks on the menu, uh, and neither of them was great. And the alcoholic beverages, I mean, they were good. They were fine. Uh, I think they're not as fun as Olga's Cantina. Mm -hmm. Uh, usually Olga's, they're like, you know, they're, they're smoking and they're bubbling and they're not like that at all. I think there's supposed to be uh, like a smoke bubble dome thing that comes on some of the drinks. And I think their smoke gun was broken because nothing came out with anything fun on it. Right. Uh, so, you know, don't get too excited about going there. My drink had boba. It did have boba. Yeah. Everybody likes boba. And then right next door to that is Nightingale's, uh, which is this ship's version of the uh, piano bar. Right. Uh, and that's where there's a lot of musical stuff going on. That's adults only. They had an oldies night there um, that I thought my parents would like. So, you know, we went to go down like five minutes early. It was packed and there's doors on it. It's a, you know, it's enclosed and the doors are closed. So it's, and there's no seating around it or outside of it. So it's not like you can, you know, just get a drink and, you know, sit nearby and be able to right. hear the music. You couldn't hear the music at all. And it's not a big, it's not a huge space. Uh, so I find that disappointing and sort of poor design. Right. And yeah. they also use Nightingales for whiskey tastings and mm-hmm. drink tastings. Which for those kinds of things, I think yes. it, it really makes sense. Uh, but if you want somewhere to sit outside, you know, sit not outside, but if you want somewhere to sit that's a little more open, uh, right across from a Hyperspace Lounge in the center of the ship is the Bayou. That was really pretty. Which is a New Orleans themed 
uh, lounge and performance area. They do have a very small stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did have live a three-piece band there they did. performing. Yeah. So very nice. There's no more performances in the in the atrium. You know, on the other ships, you've got the usually the violinist or the mm-hmm. pianist who are uh, performing in the in the great hall. Uh, you don't get that on this ship. It's it's more off to the to the side in the bayou. Uh, great venue. The theming is is pretty so good. Pretty. It's uh, uh, Princess and the Frog style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, touches because it is New Orleans, uh, and and it is a, a nice spot. It is, and it's it's open, which is fantastic. So, like, you can hear it as you walk by, and it does have a little stage. But the problem with it is it's in the center of the ship, and yeah. it's not in a space where on either side there's, like, you know, windows and seating. It's There's lounges, like closed lounges, uh, you know, hyperspace lounge. There's uh, and shops. Think, and a shop, all things that are closed. So there's nowhere, if the bayou is full, if the seating is full, there's right. nowhere to be if you just want to listen to that music. I think one of the issues with this ship <laughs> is that they took a lot of, you know, what used to be a 200-person lounge, they made two 100-person lounges. And yeah. they just, they filled up fast. Right. And, and Well, because it, it the just, event was only happening at one of them. Like, right. you might have taken what would have been a 200-person lounge and made it a 100-person lounge, which is great for people who are just like, you know, you're going to have a drink and you're with people, whatever. But if there's a performer and they're only in that lounge, right. it doesn't help that there's only 100 seats. Nope. So that's good. And then if we jump up to deck number five, uh, we have two lounges up there that are on uh, right around the midship elevators. Uh, and I'm sorry, they're not the midship elevators anymore. Mm-hmm. They're the forward elevators. Uh, and that is uh, Triton Lounge and Keg and Compass. So Triton Lounge, we were in for, we did like a scavenger hunt. So that was. Was it the wish hunt? I don't know what it was called. It was supposed to be a scavenger hunt. Uh, Isabel loves scavenger hunts. We were very excited to go. Figured we'd get like our sheet, you run around the ship, you check things off. That's not what it was. Uh, We should have known better because we've done this before, actually. Um, It's the, they, they, the person hosting it will ask you to bring things to them. You know, so, you know, bring me a hat, bring me. Whatever. And you get points for your team um, the quicker you can come up to the host with your items. And it gets kind of silly. You're usually like you're making a hat out of a napkin or whatever because right. you don't have things. It's it's fun. Um, but that was in Triton's Lounge and it was a nice space. Mm-hmm. That was more reminiscent, I feel like, of the lounges on the other right. ships. And that's where they did some, some of the character drawings, uh, learn to draw sessions. Okay. All right. Um, and then opposite that is the Keg and Compass. We basically just poked our head in there one day. Um, it gets full. When I I went in there just to see if they had cards, um, they did not. But it was full. I think they were doing trivia at the time. Um, they do a lot of trivia in there. And, um, you know, it's it's the same as most of the other. Just smaller. Right. What are they called on the other ships? Uh, there's uh, Pub, 62, Pub 626. What? No, <laughs> you're like making, making things up. <laughs> the other pubs. Anyway. Oh, like O'Gills. 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 O'Gills is a non-alcoholic beer. They're very similar. They're decorated very similarly. Um, it's sort of your sort of a sports bar type situation too. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was fine. So we have all the TVs and they broadcast all the baseball games yeah. and football games. Yeah. We didn't really go in there. Just We just really popped by. But okay. that's similar to the things on the other ships. Uh, and then... I think the only other ones that are left, well, the Rose, we we walked through and uh, visited in for a few minutes when we were on our way to Palo. It's That's just right. outside of Palo and Enchante. 
um, you know, beautiful views of the ocean. Yes. Uh, I think we might have talked about that a little bit. And that's when we that's up on, on deck 12. Yeah. Uh, and a very nondescript entry door. It's mm-hmm. a blackened door. There's really no signage on the door. Uh, and you open it up, and it's just a long hallway, and you're not really sure With a what's rose down at the there. end. Well, you have to turn the corner to see yeah. the rose. Uh, and then uh, you get down there, and as Cheryl said, it, it, it's a gorgeous view. Uh, there are seats along the bar, but most of the seats are set up to face out to the ocean. And uh, a very nice place to sit while you were waiting uh, to go into either Palo or Enchante. And the bathroom that's behind there that serves uh, the Rose, Enchante, and the Palo Steakhouse, the ladies' room has a sliding automatic door. Oh, fancy. So you push the button and it slides open. Yeah, we didn't get that. It's I the same a, thing they have at Hyperspace Lounge. Which I just was had like, a pole door. You did. The yeah. best part of Hyperspace Lounge was that door. Okay. All right. And then there's a couple – you know, there's other um, – Bars. I don't know that I'd so much call them lounges, but there's other bars throughout the ship, um, you know, near the pools. Um, and then there's two that come to mind mostly. Uh, let's see. The Wishing Star Cafe and the Enchanted Sword Cafe. I think they're right on top of each other on two different decks, right? They are. The Wishing Star is on deck four and the Enchanted Sword is on deck five. They're just off the Grand Hall. Um, but these are nice. They're little uh, – not only are they they bars, uh, and they do have uh, two rows of seating. So you can sit up against the bar, and then there's another uh, high-top mm-hmm. set of seats next to that. Um, and you can charge your devices because every oh, seat nice. has two USB ports right there. Which, I don't think I ever saw anyone sitting in those areas, though. Oh, I saw people sitting there all the time. Did of course, you? I, I did must, a lot more walking You did. It was probably – yeah, maybe later. And uh, not only do they serve alcohol, but they serve coffee now. So it used mm-hmm. to be if you wanted to get a specialty coffee, the only place you could get it would be on the not cove. True. No? No. A lot of the bars have always had uh, like espresso machines. Oh, really? Uh, well, because they'll do like espresso martinis and uh, things like that. Okay. And you always could get coffee at them. But I feel like maybe it wasn't the best, I don't want to say quality, but they didn't really have the flavored syrup so much. Mm-hmm. You know, the very limited um, selections. But – at these two, when we went, they had more choices for syrups than they did at the Cove Cafe. Yeah, I was going to say the the Enchanted Sword had like eight different options. Yeah, you we went up to Cove and they only had like four. Or five. And there was like no one there in the morning, so it was it was a great place to be. The problem was they didn't open until like eight or eight thirty. So mm-hmm. the first morning I went down there, they weren't even they weren't there. So I ended right. up going. Or I think there, somebody was setting other stuff up. He's like, yeah, no, we're not open for another two hours. So I had to go up to the cove. But uh, by the time Lily got up, they were open. So <laughs> that's where we went over for her coffees. And uh, it was nice. I like it there. Okay. And if you do like coffees, uh, just remember to get your coffee card because if you buy six. Five. If you buy five, your six one's free. Yep. Yep. They have free coffee on the ships. It's terrible. Um, it's, I think it's worth it to get the, to get the upgraded coffees and it's just a nice thing to do in the morning. Um, so they also have obviously the coffee at the Cove Cafe. Um, so, you know, you can go up there and and get stuff. And then in addition to this ship that they don't have on the other ships is, um, up at Marceline's, the buffet, there is a lounge area that's Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, Marceline's runs both sides of the ship and then joining them in a section is, is a lounge area. So they have a bar there and you can also get, you can get the specialty coffees there in the mornings or all day even really. Okay. So, um, that was a good option too. All right. Is that it for our bars and lounges? I think so. I believe it is. All right. 
So then next we're going to go into the pools. I'm going to put on my uh, floaties. Fabulous. Uh, The pools are very different on this ship than they are on the other ships. Uh, Some people like it. Some people don't. Overall, I really liked the pool setup uh, for all the family uh, pools. Mm -hmm. I thought the family pool setup was great. And and I was just thinking you probably don't need floaties for most of these pools. No, you really don't. they're very shallow. They are. Um, But different from other ships in the Disney fleet, uh, the pool deck is tiered. Uh, So it starts out on deck 11, and there are pool options on decks 11, 12, 13, and 14. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's tough to travel because some of them are like half – it's like a half a stairwell up. So it's not really on deck 14. It's like between deck 13 and 14. So if you're handicapped – If you have mobility issues, it's hard. And you're in a wheelchair or a scooter, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of stairs. Now, they do have these – Stair lifts. Chair, they're chair, chair lifts that mm-hmm. go, go up. Um, so that's a, it's a really nice option. Uh, but I got an opportunity to talk to a guest who was in a wheelchair. And, and she said that no one except for the operator of the Aqua Mouse knew how to operate any of the chair lifts. So, yeah. So you're over there trying. I mean, to, even if they do know how, it's not like there's someone standing next to the chair lift right. all the time. You have to go and find someone right. to go do this for you. Yeah. What a pain. It is. Um, but at least they have them. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So um, starting on deck 11 is the main area for the pools. Um, the largest pool is the Mickey pool. Uh, it's less than four feet deep, um, but it's, you know, sort of the main pool and, and, and the biggest pool. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I have Minnie's pool on there. Minnie's pool. Uh, I see it. Looks a little bigger. It does look bigger. Um, but uh, Minnie's pool is right across from that, and that is a uh, large pool as well. Yes. And then up from those, sort of, you know, tiered up a little bit, um, is the Daisy and Pluto. They call them pools, but they're really like almost like wading pools. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ankle deep, uh, but they have a, a back wall to them with a waterfall that comes down. So it's a great place. And your view, with your back is up against that waterfall wall, your view is of the funnel vision. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, it's August. It was so hot. So a lot of just sort of sitting in there with your back up against that water, and it felt great. Um, it was just, it was nice. I really, I enjoyed that. Um, and then they had the Donald and Goofy pools, which were one step up from that. And those were the deepest pools at four feet apiece. Okay. And those are up on deck 12. Yes. So they're all really small pools, but I didn't feel like they were any more crowded. The deep ones were were crowded, but they were no more crowded than like the Goofy pool on one of the other ships. Mm-hmm. You know, that deeper pool. It's just like kid's soup. You know, it's gotcha. packed. And, you know, yeah, they were they were full. Um, but no more so than the other ones. And okay. you had the options of those more shallow pools, which, you know, as an adult, I did not need to be in the four foot deep right. water. Like it was fine to be in the, the little stuff. Right. So also on deck 12, you've got the Toy Story Splash Zone for the younger kids and Trixie's Falls, which is another one of these uh, sitting sitting pools with the uh, cascading back waterfall. That's okay. what I like to call them. Good. Um, so the interesting thing, too, about the multiple pools, and I, this may be part of why they did it, they blow a whistle every 20 minutes, maybe, uh, and everybody has to get out of the pool. So everybody gets out of the pool, and I don't know if they do them all at the same time, but um, I finally went over and I asked the lifeguard, I said, 
what's up with, and it's for five minutes. And all the kids just, they either, they run and go do something else or they stand there and like just wait at the side of the pool. And I asked, I said, why do they do that? And he said, well, it gives us a chance to let the filtration work. It gives us a chance for the pool to clear. It gives us a chance to see if anyone has had an accident in the pool. Um, and I just think, and, he's, and he said, you know, it gives the kids a break. Go find your parents. Maybe get something to eat. Uh, but I think the real thing is really the filtration and the, you know, checking to see if anyone had an accident. And if they have had an accident, it closes one pool, one right. of five on that deck, not everything. You know, when you're on the other ships, like they close the pool and like it's heartbreaking. You know, if it's a hot day and it's your sea day and that pool's closed for three, four hours, mm-hmm. it's terrible. So I think this is a great solution to try to, you know, get around that. Okay. All right, so, so what's our next pool? Let's talk about the Chippendale pool. I didn't actually go to that pool. It's all the way up on 12. 14. Um, sorry, 14. Um, and it's very shallow. Again, it's one of those sort of ankle deep sort of situations. But it's so far out of the way that from what I understand, it's not crowded at all. Um, so probably a great place to go and uh, and get out of the way from other people. Right. I don't know what the shade situation is like up there, which is why I didn't go there. Shade is sorely lacking on this ship. And that's fine probably most of the time. I mean, many of the cruises, we usually cruise in like January, February, and I chase sun around the ship because the minute something starts to get shady, it's freezing. Um, But this was August and it was sweltering and you couldn't find shade. Mm -hmm. It it was just really hard to find. So uh, there was one spot by the... um, by the kids' pools that was covered, and I was there with my my coffee in the morning, and I staked out my spot and stayed there all day just to be able to have some shade. Right. So I wasn't willing to give that up and go check out the Chippendale pool. Uh, but I've heard that that was a great spot. Okay. Did they have any other pools other than the adult pools? Um, well, there's the concierge sun deck on deck 13. Yeah, we didn't, we see, didn't, any, get a chance we didn't to see any of the concierge stuff. And then we'll, we'll talk about the adult pools when we talk about the adult section. Which we're about to do. So let's go ahead and talk about all the right. adult pools. So deck 13. Mm-hmm is home to the Wraparound Sun Deck, which is an adult area, and uh, it is home to the Cove. Uh, and that is now the adults-only adults, uh, adults only section. It's a sun deck. It's seating. There's a bar. There's a coffee shop. There's an infinity-edge pool. There's a hot tub. There's everything you can imagine. Um, if you can find it. If you can find it. Yes. So The setup is a little weird. Um, you're coming from the level where the aqua mouse is. So you have to like come up all the stairs, um, by all the pools. We talked about them being on multiple levels. So you're coming all the way up. Uh, when you first come up, you're coming up into an area that's not adults only. Um, you know, there's some seating. You can see the funnel vision from there. And then you walk all the way down. And as you're walking down the side of the ship, there's, um, all padded loungers, beautiful, nice padded loungers, all looking out over the ocean. But they're not shaded. Uh, it's just, you know, there's no covering. Um, at one point, you hit the Whirlpool. Uh, it's the only hot tub on the whole ship. And it's near nothing. <laughs> it's just oddly shoved on the side of the ship. Right. Um, but, there, you know, there's loungers and stuff near it. Um, but it's it's narrow. Uh, there's room for, you know, one set of loungers and then, you know, walking space. So, you know, you can, you walk, you walk all the way around and then you finally get to the area where the cove bar is. And directly across from the cove bar is the infinity edge pool looking over the aft of the ship. It's very pretty. Um, we went there on the first day after we had, um, embarked. We had our swimsuits on. It was probably maybe three, three thirty. 
Um, they have the main infinity pool, which is on the deeper side. I never actually went in it, but it's probably, you know, four feet. Um, and then they have two of the side pools, which are the similar, um, very shallow, but they have like a bench on the side. So you've really got your feet in the very shallow water. You're sitting on the bench and then it has the waterfall behind you so that the water is falling on your back. So there's one to either side of the infinity pool. Uh, we sat in there for a while, really enjoyed it. Very nice. Um, right outside of the cove bar is seating. They're upright chairs, you know, cushy, cozy ones, but right. upright chairs with like coffee tables in, in the center. Uh, there are no loungers anywhere near the pool. Uh, so if you get out of the pool and want to lounge, you're walking back around the sides of the, um, of the deck to go find that. If you're laying on the lounger in the very hot sun, because there is no shade, and you want to take a dip in the pool, you're getting up and walking a fair distance to get to this pool. Um, not the best setup, I have to say. As pretty as this was, it, all the other ships have a better setup for their adult pool areas. Um, the Cove Cafe is all the way around as far as you can go in the adult area, um, so you got to keep walking. It was a nice setup, uh, nice big space, plenty of places to sit and enjoy your coffee. Um, you, I think you can also get alcoholic beverages there. Uh, it's, you know, a nice place to hang out. But again, it's just not, it was the shade was my was my main problem. And, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to stay cool, you know. Right. And uh, after that first day, we went back to the cove on another day. Uh, during, you know, a hotter part of the day, you know, noon, 1230. And it was absolutely jam packed with loud, drunk, obnoxious people. And you would have thought we were on carnival. So, you know, people want to avoid these other cruise ships because, uh, you know, because of the clientele. Uh, let me tell you, it does not matter, uh, you know, which ship you're on. There is always a crowd of them. And it was just hard to sort of separate people out. If you wanted a quiet area on this ship, with a pool, there wasn't one. I mean, maybe you had to go up to the kids' Chippendale pool around the back, but you were not finding it in the adults-only area. Um, But I'm sure those people were having a lot of fun. Maybe I'm just jealous because... You weren't. I was not. Um, I think my my main issue with the adults section is, is if you go around, you know, it starts out on the starboard side, you walk all the way around. The Cove Cafe is on the port side of the ship. If you walk past that, Dead end because right. it's the Aqua Mouse entrance right. uh, exit, emergency exit. So you can't get through there. Yeah, there's only one way to reach the adults. Yeah, and it's area. you have to make like a gigantic J yep. to get over to the Cove Cafe. Yeah, and and it is a walk, and and that's when you know when we talk about things we don't like about this ship. Uh, that's one of the things is there are a lot of dead ends uh, on, on this ship and, and long walks that are really unnecessary. Once you start to get the hang of it, it's not as bad. So just like any time you're on a new ship, it's hard to find things and it can be frustrating. And the fact that the two smaller ships, the Magic and the Wonder, and the two larger ships, the Fantasy and the Dream, are um, sister ships. So they're exactly this, pretty much exactly the same. Um you you have such a lay of the land if you've ever been on them, you know, once or twice. Right. And so being on a brand new ship, it's, you know, there's a learning curve to it. So on top of the fact that there's, yes, there are more dead ends and things are just generally more difficult to find, you also haven't done it before. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal to go find the cove for my coffee in the morning once I had done it a couple times. Right. Uh, but, you know, those first days, you're like, where am I going? Um, but, you know. There, you, found, I, you found it. You I got did your find it. And and all the things, almost every single thing that I have to say negatively about the wish, 
I feel like would disappear if there were 25% less people on the ship. Mm -hmm. It was just so crowded and it just, there wasn't room for everyone. I just don't feel like this ship was built for the number of people that it can actually accommodate. And I think that's an optical illusion because the spaces are smaller. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, there's no optical illusion to the fact that the pools were full and I've never seen that happen on one of the other ships. So I don't know. I would I, I would have loved it if they, if they had less people on it. Um, and, you know, I don't know. The, the ship is new, so it's going to be full for a while. But, you know, two years down the road, is it always going to be sailing at capacity? Right. You know, maybe not. All right. So that's our adult areas. What else? Is there anything else with the adult areas? I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like we've covered it. Um, you know, the lounges, the, the bars... Um, and lounges become all adults only um, after, 9 p.m. after 9 p.m. This is a different setup on this ship. Um, on the other ships, they have the whole district type of area where it's all the clubs and adult areas are all together. It's not like that on this ship. It's spread out. Uh, I can't. Pres- I can't say I prefer one to the other. It's just. It's just how it is. Exactly. All right. Is that uh, it? I think so. Are we done with that one? I think so. All right, so I hope you've enjoyed our look at entertainment, recreation, lounges, and adult (laughs) spaces. And uh, our next episode is going to cover, what's it going to cover? Our next one covers the spa, um, the kids' clubs, uh, our embarkation and debarkation process, shopping, and photography. And things we like and don't like. (laughs) All right, so until that next episode, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the special Disney Wish edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast.